It's story time by our favorite English author, Enid Blyton. The Magical Adventures of the Wishing Chair, Chapter Seven: The Runaway Chair. One morning, when the two children went down to their playroom to have a game with Chinky the Pixie, they found him fast asleep. "Wake up!" cried Peter, rolling him over. But Chinky didn't wake up. He was breathing very deeply and had quite nice red cheeks. But he simply would not wake up. "What's the matter with him?" said Molly, puzzled. "Oh, he's just pretending," said Peter. "I'll get a wet sponge. He'll soon wake then." But even the sponge didn't wake him up. There must be a spell on him or something," said Molly, rather frightened. "What shall we do, Peter? If only we knew where to get help. But we mustn't tell anyone about Chinky. He'd be so cross when he woke up. And we don't know how to find any fairies, or we could ask them for help." Suddenly, the wishing chair gave a creak, and Molly looked round. It's growing its wings," she cried. "Don't let it fly away, Peter. We don't want an adventure without Chinky." Peter ran to the chair, but it dodged him and flew straight out of the door. Its wings flapping swiftly, Peter stared after it in dismay. "Oh, Peter," said Molly, "isn't this dreadful? Here's Chinky under a spell or something, and now the chairs run away. What an unlucky day! Well, it's gone," said Peter gloomily. "Now what are we going to do about Chinky, Molly?" Just then there came the sound of a cautious tiptoe noise. Peter turned just in time to see an ugly goblin slipping out of the door. I put him under the sleepy spell," shouted the goblin. "I meant to steal the chair before he woke up, but you came. Now I'm going to find the chair. If you don't find the way to wake up that pixie before twelve o'clock tonight, he will vanish altogether. Ho, ho! Horrid thing," said Molly. As the goblin disappeared into the garden, I suppose he will go after our chair and have it for himself. And here he's left Chinky in a magic sleep, and we don't know how to wake him up. If only, only, only we knew how to find a fairy who might help us. I'll go and call for one in the garden," said Peter. So he went out and called softly here and there. Fairies, if you are there, come and help me. But he had no answer at all, and he went sadly back to the playroom where Molly sat by the sleeping pixie. No good," said Peter. "I didn't see a single fairy. I really don't know what we are going to do. If only we had the chair, we could go off in it and find a fairy somewhere to help us," said Molly. But even that's gone and left us. Run away on the very day we needed its help. They went back to the house for dinner and for tea, and Mother exclaimed at their long faces. They very nearly told her about Chinky, but didn't like to, for they had solemnly promised the pixie never to mention his name to the grown-ups. 
when it was their bedtime, Chinky was still asleep. Fancy, he hasn't had anything to eat all day, said Molly. Oh, Peter, do you really think he will disappear at midnight if we can't wake him up? We must wake him up, said Peter. So he got two drums and two trumpets, and he and Molly made as much noise as ever they could until Jane, the housemaid, was sent down to the garden to stop them. But Chinky didn't even stir in his sleep. Then they poured cold water down his neck, but that only made him wet and didn't make him flicker so much as an eyelash. Then they found a hen's feather, set it alight, and let it smolder just under the pixie's nose. But the strong smell did not even make him turn away. He slept on peacefully. A bell rang in the distance. Oh dear! There's our bedtime bell," said Molly in dismay. "Peter, I'm coming back to the playroom tonight somehow. There surely must be something we can do. We've tried everything," said Peter, and looked very miserable. They went off to bed, first covering up Chinky warmly. In an hour's time, they were back again in their dressing gowns. They had slipped out of bed, run out of the garden door, and gone to the playroom without being seen. Chinky was still fast asleep. Molly looked at the clock. Half past eight, she said. Oh dear! They tried to think of more ways to waken the sleeping pixie. And Molly squeezed a sponge over his head with icy cold water, and then with hot water, but neither had an effect at all. The hands of the clock stole round and round, and at last it was only ten minutes to midnight. The children were quite in despair. Suddenly, there came a curious sound of knocking at the door. It sounded more like kicking. Peter ran to it. Outside was their wishing chair, wet through, for it was raining. It had found the door shut and had kicked at it with one of its front legs. Sitting in it was a jolly-faced gnome with a silvery beard and enormous nose, two pairs of spectacles, and a large umbrella to keep off the rain. Who are you? said Peter in surprise. Oh, don't bother him with questions," said Molly anxiously. "He's a fairy of some sort. Perhaps he has come to make Chinky better." "Yes," said the gnome, putting on a third pair of spectacles. "This chair knew where I lived and flew one hundred and thirty-three miles to fetch me. I'm only just in time." There are only seven minutes till midnight," said Molly. "Do be quick." The little gnome doctor rolled up his sleeves, took a towel and a piece of soap from the air, and with them washed Chinky's face very carefully. Then he brushed the sleeping pixie's eyes with a peacock's feather that he also took most conveniently from the air, and smeared them. Smeared them with a peculiar-smelling yellow ointment. Do hurry," said Molly. "It's almost midnight. The clock's going to strike. It's one minute fast," said the doctor. 
He took a black ball from the air, opened it, put a blue powder inside it, struck a match, and put it to the black ball. At once, there was a loud explosion, and the playroom rocked and shook. Smoke covered the room. It had a very pleasant smell. When it cleared, the two children saw, to their most, to their delight, that Chinky was sitting up, looking most astonished. "Who made that horrible noise?" he said crossly. "Hello, doctor. What are you doing here?" "Just going. So goodbye," grinned the little gnome. "See you some day." He jumped into the wishing chair, which at once flew off with him again. Chinky ran his finger round his collar and frowned. "Who's been wetting me?" he asked. "Oh, Chinky, don't be cross," begged Molly. "We've been quite anxious about you. A goblin put you under a sleepy spell, and the clever wishing chair went to fetch that gnome doctor you saw, only just in time too." So that's it, is it? Said Chinky. No wonder I feel so hungry. I've been asleep all day, I suppose. Can you find me anything to eat? There are some buns and apples in the cupboard," said Peter, delighted to see Chinky awake again. "We'll have a fine feast." So they did, and they didn't go back to bed till the cock crew. No wonder they slept late the next morning. Chinky didn't, though. He was up bright and early. He had quite enough of sleeping. End of chapter.